Okay. We barely got time to light the cigar today. Because there's a lot going down. A lot of tomfoolery. A lot of shenanigans. A lot of chicanery. And a lot of ballet who going on in this chair election coming up in a couple weeks. And our our fine feathered friends in the media won't cover it. So we're just gonna have to take up arms and use our little old First Amendment rights right here on social media. So fight the good fight of faith, my friends. First of all, let me talk a little about something I'm I'm gonna uh, challenge my friends to do. Um, Republican friends only, please. Democrats, uh, just vote whenever you feel like it. Get around to it sometime after January first. I'm kidding. The election's November third. If you want to piss away your vote on. Joe Biden and uh, that Pete was your POS Kamala Harris go for it what look let's get down to this if we want Trump elected and we want, it, want him elected legit no second thoughts no hanging chads uh, nothing. We got to take our friends to the polls. You have to, fi I mean, physically, you're going to have to go knock doors to your friends and neighbors. I'm not talking random strangers. You're going to have to make some phone calls on election day. You're going to have to send some text messages. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, instant messages at the very least. Uh, a, a general post on Facebook is not going to <clears throat> get people out to vote. So you've got, I, I'm challenging everyone. It's take a friend to the polls election day this year. Take five friends to the polling location or wherever they vote at. You can carpool, you can throw them on the back of your moped, on the handlebars of your bicycle, tandem skateboard, I don't know, what the, whatever the hell you do, get five friends out to the polls with you. That's six votes for Trump. Look, we'll, one, two, three, four, five, six, counting the cigar. Six votes for Trump. We Trump has to win the popular vote this year and he has to win the electoral college we all know the electoral college is obviously how the presidency is decided and for good reason but to legitimize this president he has got to win the popular vote and by the slimmest of margins if necessary but he has to win the popular vote. Like, share, subscribe to this video channel. Blah, blah, woof, woof. Podcast. 
panic attack with Big John on Twitter. It is uh, at the real underscore Big John on Parlor. It's the real Big John, all one word. <sighs> I'm almost out of breath from saying all that. And on Facebook, on Facebook, it is Big John's conservative op-ed page. And by the way, go Buckeyes. O-H. I-O. Let's get into this. I gotta come up with my own saying. That's B. Tatum saying. He can probably kick my ass. So, the story of the day. The story of the day that the media is not covering. The Hunter Biden laptop scandal. Now, up to this point, the Hunter Biden scandal has been, oh, Joe Biden hooked his son up with some sweet jobs. Joe, Hunter Biden got some things handed to him because his daddy was important. It is now becoming more and more clear that Hunter Biden was a show company for his father. Okay? A former business associate of theirs named Tony uh, Bobolinsky. It's spelled B-O-B-U-L-I-N-S-K-I. Bobolinsky. B-O-B-U-L-I-N-S-K-I. Tony Bobolinsky had a press conference today to little or no media affair. This got less coverage, probably, than attendees of a Biden-Harris rally. Okay? Kamal Harris was in Cleveland uh, early Saturday, star date October 24th, 2020. I heard about 47 people showed up. Uh, there's going to be a Donald Jr., rally for his father uh, in Y-Town, Ohio, Youngstown, Democrat stronghold. I guarantee you there's 10,000 people going to be there on Monday. I will be in the area if I have the chance and it's safe uh, because, and I'm if, I'm saying if it's safe for Antifa to show up because they start swinging bicycle chains at this hard Irish noggin they don't go home with with a few less teeth in their Antifa. But uh, not to make any threats, I only make promises. Uh, the, this uh, Biden-Harris ticket can't, can't sell out a phone booth, man. But the media is not covering them. In this latest scandal, Hunter Biden, it was confirmed today. Sorry that I got off point. Trying to be funny. I know I'm not funny. But I was trying. Uh, Hunter Biden was a show company for his father. This Tony Bobolinsky confirmed today that Hunter Biden, when in emails that have been revealed, he confirmed, one, that the emails are legitimate. He confirmed that when it says H. Biden... Pardon me for digging in my eye like the CDC says not to, but my eye itches. Uh, 
in these emails where it refers to H. Biden between uh, from Hunter's laptop and a company in China, an energy firm, that the H stands for Hunter and the reference to quote-unquote the big guy who was going to get 10% and Hunter was going to hold 10% for the big guy. This Tony Bobolinsky says that the big guy is Joe Biden. Okay. That's scandalous. That's terrible. That's abuse of power. And look, man, look at the lifestyle, the home that Joe Biden lives in. He don't live in Scranton, PA. He ain't lived there since he's a little bitty baby. Okay? And Scranton's a lovely town. Good folks. But it's a, a small working class town. He lives in an aristocratic mansion somewhere in the hills of Delaware. I don't know if they have hills in Delaware, but it sounds good. Uh, he His fat crib don't match his salary. So now we know why. Now, if he got, pardon me, Hunter, if Hunter held 10% of this deal, which was in the millions for Joe Biden, and then he gave cash to his dad or he paid for his dad's mortgage, I don't know. If he handed his dad cash, though, the dad had to report that. Think about that, people. Joe Biden says he, he's turned in 22 years of tax returns. You can see he, he lives on this working man's salary of a mere $175,000 a year as a senator and maybe a little more as a vice president. But man, come on, dog. Hundred grand where I live is rich as shit. Okay? But this is what Joe Biden projects. He projects himself as a public servant. His mansion is not that of a public servant. It's that of an aristocrat, of a millionaire, of a businessman. And that's fine if you're a businessman and not using your son as a show company to line your pockets off of your power and your place of influence in American government. You feel me? But the media is not covering this. Newsweek reports, and this is what, I'll tie this all in. Newsweek, Trump still trailing in the polls. Biden's scandal has done little, has had little effect, something of that nature. Frank Luntz thinks Joe Biden will win because the Trump campaign has focused too much on Hunter Biden. Now, a lot of things are breaking day by day. This is going to be death by a thousand cuts. This ain't going to be a guillotine, okay, off with their heads like Maria Antoinette. Marie Antoinette. This is going to be... Little cut, little cut, little cut till you finally bleed out. These things are rolling out slowly. 
Now, why shouldn't the Trump campaign focus on Hunter Biden? That's my question to Mr. Luntz. Hunter was the shill company for Joe Biden. The emails have now proven that. Okay? But, even if that's not true, using Daddy's name to get jobs is different in the Pardon me. Public sector than it is in the private sector. Don Jr., Eric, Ivanka, um, pardon me. Someday Baron, maybe Tiffany. Yes, Donald gave them uh, jobs in his companies. Uh, did they benefit from Donald Trump being their dad? Yeah. Did Donald Trump benefit from his dad? Yes. But you know what? It's different in the private sector than it is for a son to sell access to his dad in return for a job. It's in the emails now. Proof. Black and white. On... Um, well, on a hard drive and then print it out onto paper. Proof. Hunter Biden used his dad to get himself rich. That's bad enough. Now we're seeing evidence that Joe Biden used his son to enrich his own pockets. Okay? The reason why the polls have not moved... Here's why. The media is not covering it. I can sit here all day and say that. But here's proof. The Washington Post reports. NPR will not cover the Biden scandal. Now this scandal is evolving. This all could change tomorrow and I could be wrong. But as it is right now. NPR, National Public Radio, funded by our tax dollars is not covering the Hunter Biden scandal. Hunter Biden scandal is pure distraction, according to Terrence Samuels, managing editor at NPR. Let's check this out here. Let's see what he had to say. The article goes on to say, he determined it, speaking of Terrence Samuels, he determined it to be a politically driven event, and we decided to treat it that way. The declaration from the taxpayer-supported news service drew a swift rebuke from President Trump's son, Donald Jr. I saw an interview with Don Jr. the other day. He said that the way the media has treated him, and they've tried to accuse Don Jr. of doing coke, cocaine, uh, nothing wrong with doing a Coca-Cola, although I'm cutting back on my soda pop intake. But 
They've tried to pin everything they can. Tried to embarrass the Trumps in every way possible. I'm going to get to a little thing later where uh, Ivanka and her husband are going to sue, possibly. They're threatening to sue uh, the Lincoln Project, which is a subsidiary of the corrupt Lincoln Group. Uh, but other news outlets are doing the same with this Hunter Biden laptop scandal. They're treating it as if this is just uh, chaff in the wind. That the Trump campaign is just, you know, sending out flares to guide the missiles off in a different direction. You know, how in the, in the old days of the military they would throw chaff out to distract or take the guided missiles off course. Or they drop flares to pull the missiles off target. That, that's what they're saying that this Biden scandal is that it's just Trump trying to you know throw things off of the evil virus that he has caused to kit you know caused in America. Trump invented this virus. That's how the Biden campaign would want you to think. Forget about it. But other news outlets are following, maybe leading, whatever. They're all treating this like it's no big deal it is a big deal it's it's abuse of a public office uh, maybe it's not in law illegal you know time will tell about that is it unethical quite possibly if you're a lawyer and, and you have to correct me please do uh, because I'm not up on all the you know, laws and things like that. But I know it's unethical and immoral to use your position as a quote-unquote public servant to get your kid a job. And talking about distraction, let's go back in time to four score and four years ago. About this same time. Right prior to the election, Hillary and her crew thought they were going to run away with it. They underestimated the disdain the American people had for Hillary. But, Billy Bush and the Bush family, oh man, I used to love the Bushes. W was my boy. I still kind of have a little soft soft spot in my heart for W. He posed for a picture with me, signed an autograph, talked with me and my friends for 20 minutes one day. Uh, Just nice guy. Uh, But the Bushes do not like Donald Trump. So remember when Billy Bush released the famous recording of Donald Trump saying, if you're a celebrity, women will let you do anything. They'll even let you grab them by the coochie. The private parts, whatever. Technically, the way this went down was they were in a tour bus. um, And Donald thought that he and Billy were just having a conversation. And Billy said, boy, when you're famous, women will just let you do anything. And Trump said, oh, yeah, they'll even let you grab them by the privates. And it went, it went 
viral. It went bizarro, berserko. I remember uh, it was like, I think it was on his Twitter. Poor good old Geraldo Rivera. My boy Geraldo. My man was up <laughs> in the middle of the night with his hair all like this and stuff. And he had on like a tank top or a white undershirt. He just rolled out of bed to see this clip of Donald Trump. Uh, the sound bite. Oh yeah, women will even let you grab them by the blank. And old Geraldo's all disheveled like this here. Right? And he's walking down the hallway talking into his cell phone. Oh, Donald, I'm so sorry for you and your family. This this is it. This is the end of the campaign for Donald Trump. And that's what Billy Bush and whoever put him up to releasing that soundbite had in mind. Why did the media cover that? So loud and so large. When Hillary was supposedly way ahead in the polls... And it was a distraction from the election. There have been all these viral clips of Hillary fainting. Hillary, I, I started to feel bad for her. I'm not a bad human being, guys. I promise you. But I, And I started to feel sorry for Hillary because uh, there were uh, videos, pardon me, of her coughing during a, uh, a public appearance. And she said, oh. I'm so allergic to Donald Trump. Whenever I say his name, it makes me cough. Ha ha. Uh, and then there was the uh, 9-11 uh, in New York City where she was trying to get back into her uh, Secret Service van and she just collapsed. You know, yeah, I mean, I felt bad for her. So the, but the point is the Billy Bush recording of Donald Trump saying grab him by the blank came out to distract us from those videos of Hillary not being able to stand up for more than a few minutes not being able to talk for more than a few minutes without coughing not being able to go out uh, on September 11th, which was a, a rather sunny, warm day, 80, close to 90 degrees, without fainting. Where Donald Trump, about the same age as Hillary, goes out, does three, four campaign stops a day, speaks for over an hour at each one. Distraction. Distraction. Okay. It was all right to use the media to distract us from uh, Donald Trump's ideas, as if he wasn't good enough at that. Good enough at that himself. They came up with this vulgar, uh, sexually explicit recording to distract us. You have Hunter Biden using his, at the least, using his father's influence. Now it looks like he was selling his father's influence. And NPR and other media outlets call it a distraction. So they're not going to cover it. It's more than a distraction, people. 
it's corruption, it's mafioso, it's crime family stuff at its finest. And it's all going on in your government, your tax dollars. It's a shame, folk. It's a shame, folks. I'm going to stop on that because I think that horse is dead. I've beaten it to death. I wanted to take a gander at this article. And I'm going to have to be brief. But uh, there are links to full articles in the description on YouTube on the Panic Attack channel. Uh, this article here. Jared and Ivanka threatened to sue Lincoln Project in public spat over Times Square ads, as reported by Politico. Um, Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner are threatening to sue the Lincoln Project, which is a, is a subsidiary of the Lincoln Group. Um, a, they're a group of people that we, they were rhino Republicans, we chased them out of the party. Trump chased them off. The ones that the rest of us didn't. Um, Anti-Trump billboards. The group put out in Times Square. Assailing them over the White House coronavirus response. A letter to the group posted on Twitter Friday night. An attorney of the president's daughter and son-in-law demand false and malicious defamatory billboards be taken down. Mark Kasowitz warned, if the ads stay up, we will sue you for what what will doubt... Oh, come on, John. We will sue you for what will doubtless be enormous compensation and punitive damages. The Lincoln Group was defiant, saying... The scathing public statements on the billboards would stay up. Uh, and the Lincoln Group stole a, a famous quote from, uh, or pardon me, the Lincoln Project, stole a famous quote from a military general when he was asked to surrender, and they just responded with one word, nuts, on Twitter. Um, the picture... On the billboard says uh, 33,000 plus New Yorkers, 221,000 plus Americans. And then it has a picture of Ivanka applauding. And this is what the Lincoln Project and the Lincoln Group <clears throat> feel the American taxpayer ought to be thinking of right now uh, going into the election. Uh, Joe Biden has horrible economic plans for this country, horrible <coughs> environmental plans, terrible plans for your Second Amendment right, and the Lincoln Group are bottom feeders. Some of them are Democrats, some of them are disgruntled rhino Republicans. Uh, like the disgraced Matt Borges, who just got indicted in a $60 million uh, bribery and corruption scandal here in Ohio. Uh, but they're, they're swamp dwellers. 
and they're just out to get rid of Trump because he got rid of them and it hurt their bank accounts. You know who else's bank account is hurting by Trump being president? Donald Trump's. He's he's got a lot of dough, but he sacrificed about two billion in personal wealth to fight for us. <coughs> and there's a famous meme that has never been more true than it is right now. It's a picture of Donald Trump. He's sitting down and he's pointing at the camera. And it says, they're not something like, they're not coming after me. They're coming after you. And I'm standing in their way. That's what's happening, folks. All right, so. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I do not like to speak in a Spanish accent when I say her name. Pardon me. But have you ever noticed that that's the only time she speaks with a Spanish accent? Uh, she does seem to speak fluent Spanish, but... Uh, some outlet called Refinery29, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, sometimes, always, times, known to her friends as Sandy, sets the record straight on who can call her AOC. Uh, she said that uh, the other night when Donald Trump referred to her as AOC uh, at the debate, or he, he, he does it all the time. Because that's the nickname she gave herself. She started calling herself AOC. And I guess some of us are not allowed to call her that. She's on, So Thursday night's final presidential debate, the article says, couldn't have ended without... Haley, alright, you're going to get burned on the cigar. Please lay down. That's a girl. Could not have ended without a coveted shout out to the radical left. From President Donald Trump. More specifically, Trump called out his favorite Democrat socialist, New York Rep. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who's I think is gorgeous. Those big brown Spanish eyes. Oh, I love Spanish women, man. Got I've got a nice little senorita. Um, I'm uh, dating, if you can call it that. It's like an online text relationship. I hope it doesn't go to hell on a handbasket, but so far, so good. Anyhow, <laughs> away from my personal life and back to uh, Sandy Cortez's. In a few minutes of the last few minutes of the debate, the conversation turned to climate change. Trump gave, giving Trump a prime opportunity to bag on the Green New Deal, which Ocasio-Cortez introduced to Congress early in 2019. We know nothing about climate. They know nothing about climate. I mean, she's got a good line of stuff, but she knows nothing about climate. They're all hoping, hopping, pardon me, through hoops for AOC plus three. Not a real plan. It costs $100 trillion, Trump said of Ocasio-Cortez, and her Democratic colleagues, Ayanna Presley, Ilhan Omar, and Rashida Tlaib, who are collectively referred to as the Squad, which, by the way, they gave themselves that nickname. Not like the real Big John, which was given to me by a friend of mine in kindergarten. 
Uh, immediately, Ocasio-Cortez hit back on Twitter saying it's actually AOC plus 115. That's how many House and Senate members have co-sponsored the most ambitious climate change legislation in American history. But after more thought, Ocasio-Cortez came back with more choice words for the president. Early Friday morning, progressive politician, the progressive politician, took to Twitter to call out Trump for refusing to refer to her as Congresswoman or by her full name. Now, how often do you hear... Well, I, I take that back. I've always heard members of Congress and so on refer to Donald Trump as President Trump. Sometimes, a lot of times... Uh, though I, I've heard them say an equal number of times just Donald Trump or Trump or Mr. Trump or Trump. Just call him Trump and not by his full title. But this upset uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. So, bringing attention the way he referred to her as AOC, I wonder if Republicans understand how much they advertise their disrespect of women in debates. They constantly call women members of Congress by nicknames or first names while using titles and last names to refer to men of equal stature. Women notice. I've never noticed or been told by any of my women friends that they notice, but okay. It conveys a lot, she tweeted. Adding, AOC is a name given to me by my community and the people. <laughs> oh, come on. Y'all can call me AOC. The government re colleagues referring to each other in public or professional context, a.k.a. who don't know me like that, should refer to their peers as Congresswoman, Representative, etc. Basic Respect 101. Well, now you know. I am sorry, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, even though I've read many articles that say throughout your life you were known as Sandy and not Alexandria. I, mean, I don't know how they got Sandy out of Alexandria, but <laughs> I've always been told that growing up and in college and whatnot, they referred to her as uh, Sandy. And I don't know how far back her Twitter goes, but on her Twitter handle, it is her pers supposedly personal Twitter page is AOC. Her congressional Twitter page is Rep AOC. So, it seems like she likes to be called AOC uh, in a professional or personal setting. And she's not from the streets. She's not from the Bronx. She grew up in an upper middle class neighborhood, attended an upper middle class school, high school, and attended a very prestigious uh, college. Boston University. So she is not from the street. If she thinks giving herself the nickname AOC gives her street cred, I'm starting to feel sorry because uh, 
she's about batshit crazy as she is beautiful because she's buying into her own bullcrap. Um, so, anyways, that's that's that that's enough of that. Um, let me end this on some kind of good note. I always like to end with some kind of funny, positive story, even though we're going on 40 minutes here. Um, the first 20 were the important ones. If you've tuned out by now, we're in a daze because I'm an idiot. That's fine. 20 slang terms from the 1990s that we no longer use. Well, let's see if they get right to them or if I have to scroll through a bunch of crap. Oh, what the heck? Anyways, let's. I don't know what that was all about. Well, I guess the 20 slang terms from the 1990s aren't going to pop up as easily as I thought they would. Uh, anyways, remember the Take a Friend to the Polls Challenge. On Election Day, knock on a door, call, text, whatever you can. Instant message, at the very least, a friend with a personal note and say, get out and vote. Come with me to the polls. Uh, whatever you have to, uh, because this is important. We have to see to it that Trump wins the Electoral College, the popular vote as well. And I think he's going to do both. Uh, a lot of signs point to him doing a lot better than what people are thinking. A lot better than what the polls are saying. Because uh, I read somewhere earlier today, Early voting in Florida, Trump is ahead. I don't know how they're calculating that. If it's by... Hold up, look at this! I told you! It's Eli Isom! He caused Isom! I don't know if this was a smart move, what though, but this, guy, this is no effect. Sorry, there's a technical malfunction yeah. going on here. Um, okay, I got to stop. Um... We need Trump to win the Electoral College and the popular vote to solidify any problems that the Democrats might bring up. I think he's going to do both. I don't know how they're calculating early voting in Florida and saying that it's favoring Trump if they're doing sort of exit polling. And I know that Republican votership was uh, higher than Democrat voter turnout. Uh, and things of that nature. I know that more Republicans, new Republican voters are registering in Pennsylvania and the number of new Democrat voters are going down. Uh, that's a good sign. But we'll just have to wait and see, man. You know, this Hunter Biden thing, they're, Frank Luntz is wrong. This is blown up beyond, you know, daddy got me a job on the board at Burisma. This is a full-on now three-alarm fire that the media is suppressing. The third presidential debate changed a lot of minds, and it was a big mistake for those of you that voted early. 
and I'm hearing rumors a lot of people are having regrets over that. So the the fibs that you were told to run run like hell and get out there and vote by mail. Man, you might be changing your mind and but it's too late. So anyways, God bless you guys. Pray for one another. I'll see you the next time on Panic Attack with Big John. Peace. God bless you.